Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Love Turns and Loud Noises. Now before we get started, it's been about two weeks since we put out an episode. We recorded this on Tuesday. Shouts out to me being lazy on recording, but I wanted to get something out of the way first. And I tried recording this before the podcast, and I don't think it sounded correct. So I just wanted to do it one more time. So from everyone here at Love Turns and Loud Noises, we have been witnessing a lot going on in the world right now. Um, Obviously, the wrongful murder of George Floyd has sparked a lot of conversation, not only just in the real world, but in the racing world as well. Um, You know, and it's caused some interesting conversations to go on. And I just wanted to come on the podcast to say real quick that um, we uh, here at Left Turns and Loud Noises obviously do not condone the wrongful murder of George Floyd. It was awful. It's one of the uh, most heinous crimes we've seen in a long time. And with that being said, you know, I personally, Anthony Rutolo, Dietrich, whatever you want to call me, um, you know, I see everything going on in the world as a lot of frustration and anger going on you know protests are necessary in america it is part of the first amendment it is something that has happened ever since the dawn of our nation in 1773 in boston Uh, protests have always been part of the american people and i for one understand what's going on i would love to see more peaceful protesting i would love to see uh you know, changes in the way that the police handle their business, because I, for one, do not condone police brutality. Um, You know, everyone here at the podcast, we have differing opinions on many things, but one thing we do share an opinion on is we want to see peace, and we want to help bring peace if we can, and one way we can do it is try to be just your hour-long escape from the real world. I know that, you know, you can't always escape it. It's it's still going to be there at the end of the day, but if we can just talk racing for an hour, hour and a half, or however long it takes to record our nonsense, you know, we're going to do that. So, you know, thank you for joining in today's episode. Um, you know, obviously, regardless of your view of opinion, you know, we try and keep everything strictly racing. Just today, obviously, you know, we wanted to, I wanted to touch on this. It, it's a very important um, part of my life. My family is from Jamaica. I would absolutely be devastated if, God forbid, anything terrible um, happened to them. So, you know, it's it's very important for me to talk about this, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, from everyone at the podcast, we just want to say that we understand what's going on. You know, we don't condone racism. We don't condone police brutality. And, you know, we are trying to better understand the situation so that in the future our children and grandchildren will not have to deal with this anymore. That we can all just be one people and, you know, be able to have some sort of peace. Because at the end of the day, it's what we want. We want peace. Um, I've been rambling for a minute. Today's episode is um, a good one. Um, we're getting it out the day before the Atlanta race. Um, I literally just watched um, Austin Hill have the race pulled from him in the last minutes by Grant Enfinger, so Xfinity is about to start. But without further ado, this has been a long intro, and uh, yeah, enjoy episode 58. going on 
on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is technically episode 58, presented by Stadium Scene TV. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and co-host, Kevin Costello. What is up, guys? Hope y'all are having a great day in the middle of everything. Hope you're staying positive. Mm-hmm. And I am also joined by a lovely guest back from where are you visiting us back from alex my bedroom your bedroom well (laughs) we finally got alex back on the podcast our insider at the track so what's good man how's everything been going uh it's been busy honestly um we had our son or my son uh at the end of march and congratulations thank you and we've been um going to the hospital and visiting him because he came uh quite early three months early so um we've just been hanging out with him and getting his nursery ready and i don't know just hanging out well that's awesome man i'm really happy that you know you're a father now and that you're getting to experience all the wonderful joys of life that comes with being a dad so you know once again congratulations from everyone here at the podcast i know methy would probably um also say congratulations so on behalf of him too he's not here today so we get um, Alex today. Yay. Yay. It's <laughs> nice. We get the original, well, not the original three, but the original, original three, I guess. I don't, I don't Nolan's know. always here in spirit. Nolan is always here in spirit. We might just change the podcasting room to the Nolan Podcasting Center. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so uh, last week we tried doing something new where we were recording, um, but unfortunately we were recording while driving. And what happens when you drive is your internet just doesn't work in all areas. So about 10 minutes in, all of us went robo. I think we couldn't pick up any of the audio that was going on. And we tried again, and the audio was still basically unusable. We couldn't get the first half to work. So, um, yeah, now we have to do another episode, and um, we'll try and splice in what we can. A lot has happened in the last week and a half, and I mean, I don't even know where to start, Kevin. I mean, I feel like we should just start with with the elephant in the room that was okay. announced officially this morning, but Kevin was leaked last wait. night. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. We're going back to Nashville, baby. We are going back to Nashville. The Music City is getting racing back in its hands. And this is awesome, by the way, because it's like they it's not what everyone exactly expected with Nashville Fairgrounds, but we got the Nashville Super Speedway. And if I recall correctly, that is a very interesting track. It remind like as a kid, I always thought it was like Kentucky, but it's much better than Kentucky, in my opinion. It's, At least the racing it, looked better. It's on a it. unique track, which is something that we have been lacking mm-hmm. over the last 10, 15 years. It's not another, yeah, Cookie it's a cutter. oval, but it's 1.3 miles. It's concrete. There's, I guess it's a one groove track from what I'm saying, but now I guess um, we've seen how good a concrete <laughs> track in Bristol. Bristol's concrete, right? Bristol is concrete, yes. No, no, no. Yes, it, it um, is definitely concrete. And so is Dover. Yes. Don't, so don't put any disrespect on Dover. That, that so, PJ1 that uh, they applied in Dover, or not Dover, uh, Bristol seemed to work out over yeah. the weekend. So if they can use that correctly, then we should be in for a good four years at Nashville because that's how long the, uh, the deal is. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was going to be four years. That's awesome. Yep. Hopefully yep. I'm hoping this experiment works. I really, I really am looking for some exciting new racing. And since it's a concrete track, would it technically then be a self-cleaning track like Dover and Bristol is? I thought the self-cleaning meant like once you wrecked, you would just go in front of the entire field. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you said it's a mile, a 1.3 miles. So I'm I think it's, to... it's bigger than that. Like, the, the front stretch, there is so much infield grass Let's, there. Let me take a look here at Nashville Super Speedway, which I find it funny they call it Super Speedway. But you know what? I'll, I'll take it. So according to the internets, it says that it is a 1.33-mile track. Um, banking is 14 degrees. And the track record is held by Scott Dixon. All right. Oh, that 20- makes sense. Surprise, 23 <laughs> seconds around. It's in yeah. Lebanon, Tennessee. So I've been saying, and th- this is a huge decision for NASCAR huh. to make. Um, so right now, 
all tracks that are smaller than Darlington run the low downforce package, and all tracks Darlington length and up run the or yeah run the uh, yeah. high downforce package. Say Darlington's so, high downforce. This track is technically smaller than Darlington. Uh, ooh, interesting. Which interesting. means they need to run the load downforce. They they do because. There's no way right now with a one-groove bottom-dominated racetrack that the high downforce package is going to produce a better race than the low downforce oh, package. So go. like it's going to be fun. Like that's it's it would be such a f- grave mistake for Steve O'Donnell and crew to say, "Hey, let's run the high downforce here," because it's just I like I get it that it's D-shaped oval whatnot, but like with how the track runs and works they're they should be smart enough to realize that so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see because that's such a huge that like that decision right there if they say okay let's go high down for us we get two bad races in a row i don't think the city one is going to support that track anymore which and then turn probably isn't going to support the uh fairgrounds speedway in the heart of the city which is pretty much the end goal of this whole entire experiment Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. We'll see what happens with it. I'm hoping that they decide to go with the low downforce, but it is NASCAR, so they'll, they they seem to like to do the opposite of what seems normal or, or correct. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll see. So that was kind of a huge shocker that came out of nowhere last night. That was a stern bomb, and a lot of people were like, "This this might be a slurve ball." So we're not we're not sure right now, but um. <laughs> We, 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 we confirmed it. We're very, very excited for this. Do we know when they're racing there in 2021? Is it going to be in June or, or yeah, taking so over ten- one of the Dover spots? The tentative date is um, June 20th, 2021, which is a nice. Sunday. So, one, that's a great date because yes. usually that summer stretch is filled with a lot of tracks that it's like, okay, we have to go there, but it's not like super hyped up now we get a new track in the heart of summer which is fantastic one two for the market it's great because they don't have to worry about freezing their asses off (laughs) yeah like a a march date or anything and then Mm -hmm. it'll also right now it's it's the beginning um that's where nbc takes over yes oh wow so I know there's there's rumors of you know weeknight races doubleheaders which might move that date up for NBC, but we could potentially see this as NBC's 2021 kickoff race. Let's go, Bob. Bob, are there lots at Nashville? Bob, there are indeed. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so we got that news out of the way. So we've had a lot of races going on. Um, I think how many races have we had since our last episode? I think the one that we recorded last was before the the Chase Elliott Kyle Busch uh, incident. And obviously, we did the episode, didn't play out, so we had that, and now we just finished Bristol with um. I don't even know what to say that was with Gregson and Hulkire. And we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. to all that. But um, a lot of emotions, I will say, have been going on in the last few weeks. Uh, we've fun, had some emotional been a fun few weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, we've had uh, a, a Chase Elliott in the middle of it most of the time, too, it feels like. I, I feel like Elliott's been the most talked about driver. Maybe, like Chase unless you're Kyle the Bush. biggest story out of the last four Cup Series races. It's been it, it's been ridiculous. I, Which is, I, I, I mean, guess, good because he's our most popular driver. Um, I, I guess we could skip talking about Darlington. I mean, we we didn't get to talk about it technically on the podcast. So I mean, like obviously, we said Kyle Busch was. How about wrong, how about we give a quick? Let's, I'll, I'll give a quick recap of the last three races before Darling or before Bristol. Bristol. All right, Darlington yeah. two, pretty good race. Um, Looked like Chase Elliott was going to win. The Kyle Busch said no, spun him out in the front stretch. And then as soon as he did that, rain came, Denny Hamlin wins. Coke 600, Ooh. pretty much a snooze fest. It looked like Chase Elliott was going to win. But then Alan Gustafson said, we don't want to win. And then Brad Kozlowski <laughs> won. And then um, the car Charlotte was still too. good on that track. And Gustafson didn't have to make that decision of, whether or not to pit with two to go, so Chase Elliott won that race. And then, we head to Bristol. Yes, and then comes Bristol, and we finally got to see the small wing, which is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this first is... first small blade package since the uh, coronavirus. 
This has been this has been something we've been waiting a long time to see um, on Bristol. We saw it at Phoenix, and it put on a good show, according to you, Kevin. Um, and honestly, it did put on a good show. Yeah. So coming into this one, I felt like this was 500 laps of just pure entertainment. I don't think there was a single point in the race I was not fully engaged in what was going on. It was a good race. <laughs> it was a, it was a really good race, it, yeah. unless you're Ryan Blaney or just anyone seemingly in the lead. <laughs> it, it broke the Gluck Paul record. Oh, it did. It, it got a 95. Yeah. So oh, it, wow. uh, by, by 0.1% over the 2018 <laughs> Bristol night race, which I think I, I, for some reason, I think the Bristol night race from 2018 what, personally was a better race just because literally from lap one, there was action. Like that was like they had like a big wreck on lap one. So like all yeah. 500 laps had something. But yeah, this race was for sure a great race, especially with the ending. Mm-hmm. So I, I think elephant in the room, uh, Chase Elliott, who was very upset about a poor move by um, Kyle Busch over Darlington, makes a make or break move against Joey Logano, goes full send and door bangs him into the wall and ends both their days with th- coming to two to go. <sighs> and just, hands Brad and Kozlowski another one. <laughs> Mr. Where did he come from? It was just like... That, that's that's peak stock car racing. It's, yeah, it reminded me so much of the the 2017 um, Martinsville fall race where everyone just at the end stopped giving a shit. <laughs> it was just wrecking the fist out of each other. It was awesome. It, it, it was just pure wreck fest at that yeah. point. It was it was getting crazy. I mean, don't forget, Denny Hamlin was battling for the lead. And him and Joey Logano got into it because of lap traffic getting in the way. And lap traffic no, De- was... De- he wasn't even battling. Denny Hamlin just choked hard. Uh, I would like to say battling, but whatever. It's it was because you're a Denny Hamlin fan. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I, I don't know. It was um. It, it was it was a wacky race to say the least. Leaders were not safe at all. And like, even if you had a second and a half lead, it it, it felt like it would just evaporate with one bad run and a lap car. Like yep. there's no way to like, and that, no, that's awesome. I'm definitely happy about it. It's one thing that the package has been trying to emphasize and it did right. It felt like, cause it's, it's such a short track here. It's easy to get blocked in. That's short so, tracks one one. That's why we've been yeah. asking for more because there's so much that can and will happen. It's, it's one of my favorite parts of Bristol. Your lead is never safe. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's never guaranteed. Exactly. Just because you have the fastest car or the best setup. Doesn't mean you're always going to win. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, Bristol Luck, as Anthony alluded to, struck Ryan Blaney again. He was battling mm-hmm. for the lead. And uh, I mean, that one was his fault. He can't blame Trevor Bain for this one. But um, Ty Dillon <laughs> did have a severe case. I'd say more of a mild case of Arca breaks, but uh, ended both of their days after Blaney was sitting still on the track for a good three <laughs> seconds. I like the alternative take where Ryan Blaney was so good at spinning out that Ty Dillon thought that he was going to um, stay uh, or go low with the car. And Ryan Blaney was like, I'm actually good at driving. And so Ty Dillon was like, psych, I'm not. And slapped right into the front of him. <laughs> so, oh, I like that. Um, I like that. You yeah. know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's unfortunate that Ryan Blaney spun out. He thought it must have been like, um, like one of those Supercross things where not only you want to win the race, but you want to get the most style points. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's understandable, but unfortunately the radiator, uh, needs to be attached to the car in order to finish the race. So tough break. And it's tough being a Ryan Blaney fan at, at Bristol. It's, it's my least favorite. Um, like it's my favorite and least favorite. Cause I know something bad is going to happen. I could just feel it. And sure enough, it just came out of nowhere. See, at least when you go to like Richmond or Darlington, you know, you're going to run bad. At least at yeah. Bristol, it's like you you know you run good, but you'll finish bad. Yeah, sure didn't help me in my point standings. I got a solid negative fifteen from uh, Ryan huh. Blaney and my sleeper. So we haven't been able to make picks in a minute. But um, on the so podcast, what, we have been making picks. What uh, what's the point total? Am I finally out of last place? Uh, let me. Ah. I'll, I'll 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 get back to you on that when I actually <laughs> am at my computer and I can tell you what you're at. I will say, <laughs> last I checked, you were eight behind Methfield. Which, by the way, if you have been paying attention to us on Twitter, Alex has made an all-time comeback against Methy. He's actually five behind him coming into Bristol. And if I had to assume, Methy decided to go full Team Chaos with his picks, oh, yeah. and uh, Team Chaos unfortunately took <laughs> themselves out in one wreck. 
Yeah, I think he's in the negatives. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That was another thing. The Ricky Stenhouse wreck was um was iconic in my eyes. It wasn't like a serious accident where you worry about like people getting hurt. It was like, wow, that's just carnage at a slow speed. And there's a video shot of it from this um, infield. That's just beautiful. You see freaking De Benedetto and priest just drifting across through the carnage and just Bowman um, Reddick. And I uh, can't think of the one in the middle, just stopping right in front of the camera. It's beautiful. It's we, we've all seen, We've all seen lefties edit of that for the, uh, yes. the next great NASCAR commercial, and holy crap! Yes, awesome job. <laughs> Fox, please run with that. NBC, run with someone. Run with that. It's perfect. I love it so much. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, yeah, Bristol was a lot of fun. I have to give that like a nine and a half, ten out of ten. Like that was a really fun race for me, and I, I love I love that short track racing is back, and we get it again next week on Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah. the only like thing that I wouldn't say I loved about the Bristol race is there was a a couple questionable um, calls with yeah. cautions. Like it probably should have been a caution there for Chase Elliott and, and Kessler. Yeah, like if you're, you're going to call the uh, the Harvick Jones incident uh, caution, you should probably call the the Elliott Logano one too. But that's just yeah, me. that's just me. I'm really? How about um, how about the Xfinity race? Yeah, we can move on to the Xfinity race. So that one, once again, I, I feel like door door slamming people has just been kind of the move of choice, which I I personally am more of a bump and run guy. I think that is a more authentic way to get around someone at Bristol. Door slamming is kind of like, I'm going to send it, you're in my way. Like that, I feel like it's more of a dickhead move, in my opinion. And Noah Graxon, um, once again, though, Noah Graxon is the king of celebrations, ends up winning the race, door slamming his own teammate, Justin Allgaier, and I think it confirms our theory that we said after Darlington that um, Noah Graxon hates his teammates. Yeah, it wasn't... Um, he, he's damn lucky he won that race because if he would have mm-hmm. lost on that final restart, not only does he have to deal with that, but that team meeting would have been a bitch. Oh, yeah. Allgaier <laughs> uh, had I, the car to beat, too. <laughs> I guarantee you he's still going to be a bitch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. He's going to get his ass chewed out, but like, at least he can say, okay, I got the trophy out of it. Um, but yeah, something yeah. about those nine cars just door slamming with a couple laps to go yeah. Bristol this week. Yeah, I just, I weird, just weird trend. Avoid, I would avoid them at all costs if I had to. Like, Just just don't get anywhere near them or, or now, slam them. Point, point of note I'd like to bring up. Mm-hmm. This driver does not get talked about hardly ever, if at all. But how about the impressive run? By Vinny Miller and the yes. 78 BJ McLeod yes. Motorsports car. That was awesome. I was I was asking like we were watching the first hundred laps together in like a group chat, me and a couple of my friends, and we were just surprised to see Vinny Miller running twelfth, eleventh, tenth. It was wonderful. It was such an impressive run by him. Um, where did he end up finishing at the end of the night? Was he, he in top ten? He was uh no, he wasn't top ten. I think he was thirteenth because incredible PJ, run though. BJ, my own driver, finished 11th. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. That was a fun race. And I want to give a shout-out, even though he had a, a terrible ending to the night, I wanted to give a shout-out to Colby Howard, who was running so well during most of the race. Yeah. I think he was only a lap down most of the race. I think he was, like, in 15th uh, when he ended up having a tire issue. Yeah. His finish does not um, represent how well he was doing, and I really feel like, he definitely um, showed something impressive because coming to Bristol is your fourth career Xfinity start, like and and doing that well, that's really impressive. So shouts out to Colby Howard for a great race. Still got top twenty. Jeffrey really Earnhardt too to with the fifteenth yeah, place. Jeffrey Earnhardt, Vanderwell finished in twenty first, first ever race at Bristol as well. So it, it, interesting seeing some of these rookies. Carson Ware, we all thought was just gonna be like a moving chicane, ends up in twenty second. Like it was. Interesting to see some of these guys who are not normally in the top of the field doing so well. Like Josh Williams got top ten. Brandon Brown yeah. finished in seventh. Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, Josh Williams, watch out. Oh, yeah, watch out he's for him. he's he's great. He's an interesting fellow. I've heard some fun stories about him. Um, I definitely want to get him on the podcast. I definitely it, want to try and get him on the podcast. Is uh, is what's his name? Carson Ware related to Cody Ware? I believe yeah. so. I believe that's, that's his, his younger brother. Brother? Yeah. Okay, cool. Very questionable yeah. neck tattoo, but... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting. But, he's I mean, going, overall... He's going the BJ McLeod route. 
yeah. not typical NASCAR driver route. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. I mean, you know, to, to survive a Bristol race that was essentially nothing but carnage. I, I mean, good on him. Like, I mean, it, even from like the first opening laps where yeah. Ross lost his bumper. Yeah, I don't know what happened there with Ross. It looked like he ran over debris. Like, there was something stuck in his tire, I think. That was really unfortunate for us and Cindric. Just absolutely got destroyed. And then Michael Annette was like, let me do my best Ty Dillon impersonation. So, um, (laughs) that was... That was a crazy start to the race, and it just ended up getting crazier from that point on. Um, yeah, I was yeah. at um, I was at Hooters because of the Chase Elliott free wing deal with a bunch of friends. Yeah, like, good smart. Move. I look up you, at the TV. You would be I'm the like, guy that takes advantage of that. Going on? You would be that guy. I mean, <laughs> I live five minutes from the original Hooters. It's pretty much oh, a calling. At what, this a point. what a brag! Yeah, what a flex. brag! Oh man! To so even uh, flex more, I bought a picture there because I can now. Oh yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin's officially twenty-one now, Alex. He's a he's oh, a real boy. man. Yes. Oh boy, he can he can hang out with the big boys now at the races. I could that. Hang. Let's see, twenty-one was twelve years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I, that's I not still remember my twenty-first. That's, that's not a flex. That's that's an unflex. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Okay, one more thing before we leave. Um, and I know that we kind of rag on this guy a lot, but I mean, for 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 God's sake, Riley Herbs, what are you doing? Yeah, I uh, before the race, um, had a couple spending money in my Bovada account, and I wanted to see who was going uh, on the head-to-head matchups versus Riley Herbs, and I was like, ah, oh, Justin Haley, sure, and it wasn't <laughs> looking good. But then Justin Haley took him out, or at least yeah. was involved in that incident. And I was like, oh, okay, I made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Justin Haley end up finishing? 17th. Yeah, but hey, got me the money. Yeah, did get you, did get you the money at the end. Um, yeah, yeah I, I still say that like JGR might have to reevaluate uh, the Ekis and, 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 and Herp situation at some as point. As, as long as Daddy's check is still cashing. Yeah, Herp, yeah. Herp's that's will be fair. there for a little bit. That's fair, but hey, Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones showed some flashes. Brandon Jones' car was was very um, not sure what to do with itself. It was like, I'm slow and loose. Actually, no, I'm fast and tight. Just give me a couple laps to figure it out. It was a <laughs> it was a disaster at times, and it was he was getting passed by Vinnie Miller and 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 Brandon Brown, and then he was like cutting them up like Swiss cheese later on. So it was. It was interesting throughout the race. Xfinity put on a good show. I, I will say that. Yeah, but I mean that people like to clamor, and I, I mention this literally every time we go into a Bristol weekend. They say, "Oh, they ruined Bristol." Blah no, blah blah. And I, I do agree until they started putting that PJ one down on the track for the starting with the 2016 Bristol night race mm-hmm. that got delayed till um, a day race. Ever since then, man. Bristol hasn't not disappointed. Let me tell you. Imagine we get what we're what we saw those last few laps in September for a cutoff race during the night mm. race. That is cool. Like, I forgot awesome. it was a cutoff race. Cool. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, Chase Elliott does, if Chase Elliott does that to Logano at that point, they're throwing fists. I know that a lot of them have been really trying to hold back their emotions with everything that's going on with COVID in the world, and they don't want to get fined or anything like that. But ooh. All I'm, I'm telling you right is, now. Uh, imagine if Chase Elliott has a bad race in the first uh, two races of that round, and then well, they head not... into they head into that race with Chase Elliott needing a win to advance, and Logano door slams them. Those it, it might be a scene out of World War Z when everyone in the stadium just climbs the catch fence <laughs> and then just tries to raid <laughs> Joy because Oh my goodness, that would be. There's only been two moments so far that I've. Uh, seen watching since we've been running without fans that I've been like, damn, I really wish fans were there. And that was that moment. Pretty much was just last 10 laps at Bristol. And then yeah. mm-hmm. um, the Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott incident at Darlington. I, I think this this whole no fans thing is the first time that Kyle Busch has ever gotten into a car without hearing boos. Yeah. yeah he's loving it right now. <laughs> He probably misses it to a, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, it, it's clearly evident. The more you get Kyle Busch mad, the better he drives. Yeah. 
Not yeah. saying that he doesn't drive well all the time, because mm-hmm. he, he does. He's one of the best at it. But when he's especially mad, he tears that field up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm expecting oh. a summer run from Kyle Busch. I don't think he's going to go this season winless at all. Like, I'm expecting during the summertime when the fans start coming back, he is going to be amped. And I feel like Indianapolis is probably circled on his calendar as a big, big race for him. I mean, he mm-hmm. dominates there anyway, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that start a stretch of races where he's going to just go nuts. So, yeah. well, well, July. Speaking, Ju- yeah. speaking of fans back, we heard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Twitter. this now. Pretty unexpectedly, that as soon as next weekend, which would be Homestead weekend, potentially fans back in the stands, definitely a limited amount. From what I've heard, it's like select season ticket holders and military personnel, just kind of as like a thank oh. you. But to have some people there is awesome. Short tracks already around the country are having fans back, mm-hmm, which is yeah. questionable. I, I do agree, but. Yeah, it is rural America. From what though. I've seen, yeah, rural arrow plus they've been having social distance grandstands like every other row, which is definitely better than nothing. Um, but I mean, Indy, that's that's that first weekend where it's it's still sounding like a good amount of people could be in those grandstands, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be lit. <laughs> that's yeah. It's kind of funny that that weekend, um, that Bristol weekend might attract more fans to the to the stands just because of the situation, people wanting to go and do something than they would have for the last couple of Bristol, or not Bristol, uh, Brickyard 400s. Yeah, that's definitely going to be, like, I've been thinking about, like, flying across the entire country to go see that, like, especially considering what the weekend has in store. Tony Stewart's return to NASCAR, mm-hmm. um, Xfinity Mike at Wallace the road recording. course. But ten, yeah, I mean, oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go rewind for a second. Mike Wallace is coming back to Xfinity Series. <laughs> yeah, he's driving our car. The goat. Oh well, you heard it here first. <laughs> wow, Mike Wallace, the goat, is coming back. Is he driving the four car? The, the only no. Correct car. No. Oh. Um, I don't remember, recall exactly which car he's going to be I in. Only remembered him in the four car in the Geico four. Yep, but uh, yeah, that news has been out for a while, bro. Man, I I mean, I I was sleeping. I I, I completely forgot that Mike Wallace was. Uh, <laughs> I have yeah. been uh, perusing Reddit as much lately. That's probably what's going on here with me. I was heavily thinking about that uh, going up that weekend, and I still might get a wild hair. But I've heard, which is completely reasonable, that infield access is still going to be a no go just to keep oh, all well, the yeah. drivers safe. Like I I get that. Um, I was listening to the the Dale Jr. download with Marcus Smith last week, and Marcus was saying that uh, fans in the infield are the last thing that will come back. And I I get it. That's Um, sad, because I really want Talladega infield to come back so bad. I think by October, we might be good. But yeah, just for the immediate future, safety, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, Um, honestly, I don't don't even know when I'm going to be back at the racetrack. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to just keep playing by ear because we had no intentions at all of doing Homestead or Talladega as, like, fans. And now that is a possibility, I guess, for season ticket holders. I'm hoping that, like, you know, there might be some, like, openings for regular fans to come through for Homestead. I don't imagine there's season ticket holders at Homestead Miami Speedway, but I could be wrong. I mean, obviously, military personnel, yes, and and I would um, hope that like you know, um, you know, medical personnel too that have been helping fight the virus on the front front uh, front lines are uh, you know given tickets and exceptions because I know down here in South Florida the people fighting the virus have been working like exponentially hard. Not to say that anyone else in the country hasn't. Just it's I I've seen it firsthand with my friends who actually like work down here in the medical field. It's been hell for a lot of them especially one of my friends his mom was supposed to retire this year or she was supposed to retire in like the next two years and she wants to retire in the next month because she is so just freaked out by everything that's been going on she wants like to um push it for uh, closer because she's just like terrified of another outbreak it's mm-hmm. just been hell on a lot of these uh families so i'd like to see homestead do that and talladega mm-hmm. do that i definitely would just like to see talladega with fans yeah talladega without a massive crowd is definitely going to be weird, but without any I mean, fans at yeah. all, would 
be even weirder. Like, I guess if they have a thousand fans in the stands, it's better than nothing. Take the KBO approach and just put like uh, inflatable fans. I'm, I'm I'm sure we can get some blow up dolls and yes. some like uh, mannequins and some uh, cardboard I, I cutouts. Hear every uh, every weekend, there's a couple blow up dolls there in the Talladega infield. So just put yeah, them, uh, yeah, exactly. Just take them from the infield and put them in. Not there. not sure what their their use is, but. Uh... <laughs> I'm 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 sure it's for weather balloon testing, Kevin. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if we go back to Kentucky, we at least know there'll be one fan in the stand. Who? Are Are you guys serious? I'm I'm completely lost right wow. now. Wow, you you guys forgot that Colonel Sanders just vibes there in the uh there uh, we go in, yeah. in the yeah. stands. Yeah, yeah, dude. Colonel Sanders is a permanent fa- uh, resident of Kentucky Speedway. I'm surprised neither of you guys knew that one. Wow, look at look at me with the correct stats today. All you right. could just um, be BSing us right now, hypothetically. I'm telling you right now, speaking. Google Kentucky Speedway Colonel Sanders. It's there, man. It's a spooky looking, looking <laughs> thing. I'm not gonna lie. It's somewhere near like the front straightaway. Um, well, I'm I'm doing that right or not now. First, yeah, it's like close to the the catch fence. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, I feel like Rutledge has shown. How do you spell Colonel? Colonel. Call and yeah, Colonel uh, does call it like Colonel. For Colonel. some reason, they decided to spell it incorrectly. I, I, it never made any sense. That is one of my biggest gripes of the English language is how they spell some of the words like that. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. All right. What one side note before we head into uh, picks or oh, whatever cool. is next? What do you guys think about if they ran the Kentucky race weekend the same weekend as the Kentucky Derby? That would be no. Lit. That'd oh, okay. Ter- well, <laughs> that would be terrible. What I want to hear your reasoning, Alex. Just uh, wh- where where's the Kentucky Derby take place? It's Lexington. like forty minutes from Sparta. Where the track is. Sight, yeah, it wasn't even close. No, no, definitely no. Mm-mm, nope. Like because I think w- it'd be good for the cup race because the next day people would go there. But yeah, for the Xfinity race, no one would yeah, show up. We we already have trouble trying to find hotels in that area. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm, oh, so, yeah. Well, it's in Louisville, so I don't know how close that is to Sparta. Louisville is probably like an hour. Yeah. But, like, we stay an hour from the racetrack anyway. We actually stay in Rising Sun, Indiana. Ooh. For Kentucky, huh. you stay in Indiana? Yes. Oh, it's only 54 miles away, so that's actually not... <laughs> Yeah, well, so we stay. I can north. see the problem there. We stay north of the racetrack, and like we take zero major roads to get to the hotel. It's actually a casino. It's called the Rising Star Rising Sun Casino in Indiana, but it's literally like to get to this place. It's all like one lane, two lane country roads, like windy. Country roads. Mm, yeah, Country that doesn't sound great. So that Take is about. Me home. That's right. about like point of order miles away. So <laughs> that really did not put you guys close at all. That song, "Country Roads Take Me Home to a Place Where I Belong," West Virginia, whatever. Oh, really West not, Virginia. It's really not about the state of West Virginia. It's about the west part of Virginia. Oh, why did you tell me that? I could have gone my entire life without that knowledge. Yeah, so, I, I don't like this. <laughs> literally, that ruins every single like that video of like West Virginia beating this like Virginia in like a football game and them all singing "Country Roads" is now ruined forever for me. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Just, oh my gosh, had to had to drop some knowledge on you boys. Can we Real title quick, this I... as "Not Fun Facts" with Alex? I might honestly do that. This is, this is um, yeah. I think. Thank you for that one, Alex. All right. So, are you guys um ready for some picks? Since Alex has ruined one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, I'd like to move on. Okay. So this week we get to go back to Atlanta. Now, um, Bob, does Atlanta have lights? Sure does. Yes. Um, is, are we racing under the under the lights for the truck race? Is that your new bit? Is there so, uh, I'll, I'll stop doing I, that after a while. No, no, you should probably just keep it. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things on Twitter is people can like asking Bob the dumbest questions on earth. <laughs> it's, it's a great trend. I've asked Bob some stupid questions too, but Bob is one of the nicest people who will respond always. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we have we have a full we have a full slate of racing this weekend, don't we? 
Yeah, yeah I, uh, good truck. And oh, all three series yeah, in IndyCar on right Saturday. Mm, I'm Ooh. dude. I'm freaking pumped for that IndyCar race just because it's on NBC. Let's go. Oh, it, man, like we get prime the, time we get... NBC. That'll be great for IndyCar. Lee Townsend and, and Paul Tracy. Ooh, and they're going to be at track too. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Let's go. Which, like, this honestly, be... I don't think Jeff Gordon. I've mentioned it before, but like Jeff Gordon, Mike Joy, Larry Mack haven't missed a beat being away from the track. But okay. it, it'll definitely be cool to see them at the track because I feel like it adds another element to the broadcast. For sure. They're not going to miss too much going around the track with that. Um. So we have a double header, triple header. Honestly, Saturday, if you think about yeah. it, we have trucks at one, Xfinity at four thirty, and then IndyCar at eight. I'm pretty sure. Correct. It's yeah, I was. I was thinking about going out uh, on a river Saturday and missing all of it. No. But I really didn't want to. And then that just solidified my opinion as I am staying home on my couch and watching racing all day. It's going to be beer. It's going to be epic. With beer. <laughs> With, With beer. With legal of course. beer. Oh, it might, it, might, it might be a little bit more than beer. Oh, all right, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, whoa, Kevin, whoa. real quick. What's your choice then? Jack Daniels and Dr. Smart. Pepper is the way to my heart. Uh, okay. Now, what I'm was... saying this at 11.27 in the morning on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> now, now here, here's my question. What was the first uh, thing you, like, uh, first... First legal drink? drink? No. That, well, first, like, what did you buy first at the liquor store? What was your first purchase? First liquor store purchased was... I'm trying to think, because I... I had a party I, at my house that day, I still remember. so I went to go. I went to pick up three different things. I'm trying to think the order of which I picked things up. I the think first, first thing... I went to the Winn Dixie by my house and bought lemonade trulies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but then right after, I went to the liquor store and bought Jack Daniels. So it's it. it I it I considered it a I weird whiskey sour. The same purchase, yes. Oh my god! Because the first the first thing I ever purchased was a pint of Jack Daniels. Nice. Even That's though nice. I even though I had more stuff that I was buying, I purposely said I want this one to be separate because I want to remember my first purchase of alcohol ever. There. You know, in I hindsight, don't... I probably should have bought the Jack Daniels first. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. those lemonade trulies, man, are pretty freaking good. <laughs> I don't really recall my first legal like uh, thing I bought from the liquor store, to be quite honest. But I do remember the first bottle I bought was uh, at a bar on my 21st. I bought a bottle of Jose Cuervo for the table because I got it like half off from one Damn. of the um, girls that worked at the bar I was at. Shouts out um, – the now defunct, I don't even remember the name of the bar, but it was downstairs from uh, what's Recess. So uh, you know what I'm talking about, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, downstairs like, from Recess. So it was across from where Cantina used to be. And like, um, which you don't even know that bar. Um, not, not Madison Social. There, no, 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 no. It's the no. Italian restaurant that's there. That used to be a club. Oh, that's God. a spicy meatballs. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's where I got a little bit of Jose Cuervo. And then my night, uh, I don't remember it. So, uh, Interesting. Interesting. Um, but anyways, so moving along to Atlanta. So we um got our picks uh going on. So I have Methy somewhere. I'll 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 say those when I actually have them up. So uh, Alex, you're back. So why don't and since you've been making a comeback lately, let's let's get some picks now that we actually have you um and not putting you on the spot or anything by just texting you randomly for demanding picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh where are we going? Sleeper All right, first, so we're going to do Atlanta, horse. and we're going to do Dark Horse. <laughs> Dark Horse um, super favorite. Yeah, so go uh, Dark Horse first. Oh, shoot. Uh, I am going to say John Hunter. That's a good pick. John Hunter has been outperforming his, his equipment every single week. It's, 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 getting, it's getting ridiculous how, how impressive he is. He's going to... He's going to have a lot of eyes on him after this season, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Old man Hendrick might be, well, Brad Keselowski is available, but this John Hunter kid. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go out, uh, in front of you, Kevin, even though I absolutely just boofed last week. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with Cole Custer. He eventually has to do something. Like, he can't just do a Daniel Hemrick and do nothing all season. Like, he has to do something so this has to be the weekend where cole custer gets a top 10 all right 
that I think that's a fair pick. Yep. Uh, okay. I am also going to go with John Hunter Nemechek. All right, all right. Um, wow, way to be original there. I, I had it in my head before you said it. I mean, I'm looking at the pit stall selection right now. He has the oh, number two pit stall right behind Brad Kozlowski. How did he end up uh, with that? I don't know. <laughs> You're I supposed like to have the answers. <laughs> he just did. Oh, man. Um, okay. When and yeah, he's, he's been running great, so I don't see why that would stop now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think Bethy actually did send me picks for this race. He didn't. We'll get. Okay. We'll post them on the on the yeah, Twitter. We'll them. get them before that. Now All we right, go so to. You're going to sleeper, sleeper. Alex. Yeah, mm. sleeper mode. Who you got? Oh, jeez. Uh, let's go. Let's go, D. Matty D. Okay. Yeah, he needs a bounce back desperately. That was uh that was tough, man. Every Bristol race for for him. It feels like it could be the day. Same with Ryan Blaney. Um okay, my sleeper pick. I'm gonna I I'm gonna go with Jimmy Johnson. That's actually not a bad one. He's had yeah. a resurgence. That's yeah, actually a really feel, good pick. Yeah, he, I mean I, I still love like just messing with him. I, I was just saying like the wreck between like with Stenhouse, I blamed um I blamed Johnson for it, even though apparently it was Harvick. I mean Johnson just kinda said, get out of my way, Stenhouse. Old man Johnson just having some old uh some uh senior moments out there. He's, uh, not I was just saying I, I literally was just like, man, is Jimmy just washed and then Kevin texts me like your tweet is aging poorly. He's in second. And like, He's not gonna win. Um all right, so uh Kevin, who's your sleeper? Uh, my sleeper is going to be Kurt Busch. Okay. That's a good pick. He, I think uh, he did really well there last year. I think he finished in the top five. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. He runs He runs good at Atlanta, it seems like. And also the tracks with some uh, some tire shredding, which I think Goodyear's been a lot better mm-hmm. this year with tire fall off at yeah. a mile and a half. So hopefully that trend continues. I mean, we didn't really see that much at Charlotte because Charlotte doesn't have a lot of they did a really, oh. really good job of repaving that track to where it hasn't really worn. But yeah, we all know Atlanta's like driving on uh, Legos. So, <laughs> all right. Methy just sent me his picks as we oh. speak. Yeah, right. so he just so his uh, dark horse is Ryan Priest. He actually asked me if Priest is a dark horse. I says yes. He probably is the definition of one. Yes. Um, his sleeper is Stenhouse. Um, oh jeez. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. Methy is just. I, Are I, you I sure that's him. not the same picks from last week? No, 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 no. Because his his favorite is Brad Keselowski. Yeah, it's a little bit different than Chris. Butcher. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um. He. <laughs> I I told Methy like you know that tanking doesn't get you anything next year, right? If anything, <laughs> it, it, we make fun of you more. Yeah. And, um. Uh, Methy said, "I'm tanking for Burrow." <laughs> <laughs> um okay so our favorites to win at atlanta so alex who do you got to win the thing well if methy i was originally gonna say brad but if methy took brad then I'm you can go... take brad also there's no you, no you can have the same pick no i'm not no i'm not doing it i'm not doing it <laughs> it could be me <laughs> um i'm gonna go harvick okay yeah Good pick, Kevin. Uh, so I was also thinking Kevin Harvick, but I'm gonna feel really bad if I pick two of uh Alice's picks. So I'm not gonna do that. I was between Kevin Harvick and um Bowman, but I'm gonna just go with Bowman. Okay, Bowman yeah. hasn't really been showing a lot lately. He had that good run at um. He's well, at Darlington, and then he's kind of just... that 88 team has this package figured out on oh, yeah. the, the high down force. He was running great at Charlotte, um, and obviously then decided Bristol to didn't get go the super pole. well. And the last track that we ran at with tire shredders as a racing surface, he won the race by like fair eight seconds or whatever. So, yeah, fair. I'm gonna go with Bowman. All right, I hate making this pick. It pisses me off every time I do it, but I got to go with Joey Logano. Pissed this off teenager. Guy. <laughs> he's a pissed off teenager. He's 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 going for a vendetta revenge race. It's uh writings on the wall. He uh 
didn't, he didn't win here last year. I think it was, was Brad who won here last year, right? Uh, last year it was Brad Kozlowski over Martin Truex Jr. Yes, that's right. Truex was hunting him down at the end. Um, yeah, I'm going with Joey. I think that uh that Joey is, is uh hungry for another win. It will be his third this season, so that would be a huge kind of power move on his part. Because uh, I saw a statistic that was very interesting. So as of last week. The top two in the standings the last two seasons have both finished 1-2 in the championship. Um, and last week it was Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano 1-2. So, I don't know, man. That's uh, Everyone loves to count out Harvick, but I'm sure by the end of the season when we get around to Texas, we'll be looking at, well, he's locked in the championship four now, isn't he? Well, you, you got to remember yep. that Texas race might be moved up and swapped with the Vegas. I'm I'm um, interested to see if they do anything with the playoffs at this point. They haven't announced it, but I am I am thinking that we might see some things change with that. So we'll we'll see. Kevin Harvick, though, you know, if it does come down to a championship race in Phoenix, I'm definitely putting my money on either Harvick or Kyle Busch there. So, oh yes, fair. Or Logano, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Well, all I right. Mean, Har- Harvick's the only one right now that has uh, consecutive top ten. See, he hasn't finished outside the top ten yet. Well, technically, he did just finish 11th. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was kind of like hoping wrong, someone would man. fail. Um, Kevin over here race. with the fact-checking. Yeah. yeah, my bad. I, know. I hate you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> moving along, you guys want to round out the field? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so um, what do we, what do we got uh, right away? Because you pretty much hit all the major news stories right on the head as we started. Yeah, Nashville's back. That's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I can go a little bit more into the detail. So Dover will be losing its race state, its fall race state, or late summer, however you want to look at it, for 2021 because it's kind of – so this isn't like a NASCAR saying, hey, we're giving up one of our ISC dates. Um to have it nascar really like nascar slash isc really didn't have much effect into this mm-hmm. decision it's more of like uh what happened in 2017 2018 with the new hampshire las vegas swap with um smi so like dover owned both the tracks and they said okay we want to reallocate one of our race states to another facility smart honestly smart because mm-hmm. this does work out i saw someone say on twitter like this will be huge for dover because dover will be like hey remember when we held bring nascar back to nashville yeah help us yeah. uh you know continue making our track better as well nascar exactly so this, yeah this this could be really positive in both directions for both dover and obviously the city of nashville so mm-hmm. looking yeah forward so to smi it. smi was the one who convinced um dover to move this race and i don't know like I, I know they're getting a four-race deal. They're getting a lot of benefits, but they still have to hire full-time staff and everything. So, like, there's there's got to be something else, it seems, for them to... I don't, like, I don't know why they would just agree to that without any um, other reasoning. So, I feel like there's something behind the scenes that SMI is helping Dover out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... It's it, it, we'll it's see. it's it's yeah we'll 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 see this experiment is going to be fun I will say this is going to be a yeah. fun experiment for NASCAR and NASCAR needs this so I'm, I'm um, super excited I'm very pumped too um so some good news uh legendary NASCAR announcer Alan Beswick has fully recovered from COVID nineteen so that's really what, good what? news yeah that's awesome honestly hopefully we can also get Alan Beswick back into NASCAR at some point that would be the next best thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe for move Rick Allen down to Xfinity and Alan Bestwick up to a uh, cup. I don't know. <laughs> the way you said that, I don't know. Yeah. It reminds <laughs> me of Onyx the Fortunus. <laughs> um, I guess some some news from your stable, Alex, is Jeffrey Earnhardt to drive the zero for the uh, for your team for the rest of the 2020. That's awesome. Yeah, buddy. Happy to see Jeffrey getting some more uh, opportunities in the car. And definitely uh, looking forward to him get, putting up some some fights, getting some top 10s at some point, top 15s. Yeah, I think right now uh, he just needs seat time to get everything back. But, yeah, I've it's noticed, been a minute. Yeah, no doubt in my mind that he'll, he'll bounce back real, real, real nice. 
I was mm-hmm. um, telling some of my friends in the group chat that I'm in that uh, I, when I met Jeffrey at Daytona, that man has the strongest boot game I think I've ever seen oh. on someone. Oh, he had homie had some serious boots going on. Dude, he he has like these ostrich ones or something that are. Oh my like, god, they're like they're nice. Like his boot game is like a one steak sauce. He he's just more like Dale Earnhardt than Dale Junior is Dale Earnhardt. Like it's 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 awesome. Just the way he smirks, like his style, it's awesome. Like I love Jeffrey, and I really am happy to see him getting some more seat time. So this is cool. I know, um, I know that he definitely is looking forward to the rest of the season now. So what else we got? Fun fact: you'll never see Jeffrey Earnhardt wear anything other than pants. Okay, that is that is more of a fun fact. No shirts. No, no, he he goes bare chested <laughs> the entire time. That's nice. pretty badass. It's <laughs> pretty. He badass. actually doesn't wear a fire suit. He just paints his chest to make it look yeah. like it. No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I uh, I guess. Uh, oh, go ahead. Another thing out of the motorsports world, F one has officially announced its first eight races. Oh, yes, I, I did know. see that. So, yeah. apparently Spain is in August, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I can't wait everyone to see the cars wanted melt. that. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to see the cars turn into liquid goo. Yeah, I know. So, all oh, eight races man. from, it's Austria, Austria, Hungary, Britain, Britain, I'm sorry, Spain, uh Belgium and Monza are all going to be paired with F1 or should I say with F2 and F3 which is great for those support series but there are going to be no fans allowed at all eight of those race weekends which understandable sucks for Monza because yeah the the lack of Tafosi especially after seeing <laughs> what Leclerc did there last year and the reaction I know that mm. they um monza got a one-year extension on its new deal through 2025 now so i guess that's good news on the back end but yeah for now that's super unfortunate but it's it's always better to stay safe than sorry i get it especially because italy got hit hard Mm -hmm. i make fun of the tifosi because um they're just the most ridiculous fans in the world but man they they definitely when when ferrari is doing well they they go nuts there's no other fans in racing like them Oh yeah, it is. It is. It, it that's going to be a shame. But hopefully, we see. Hopefully, they can get like fifteen races this season. That would be like the um the goal. Maybe not the goal, but definitely what we want to see. They, but for for F one for F one this season, we yeah, get they're like saying at least fifteen races, sixteen to eighteen. Um, I'm hoping that they can go to Netherlands if they can do it. No, least that Netherlands got that goal. announced this week. Got uh no 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 Zandvoort. At all this year? Uh-huh. What about next year? Yeah, next year. That's fine. Okay, good, good, good. Because I really was excited to see what Zandavort would do with, like, the new cars and everything. Because yeah. it's an interesting track that, like, there's not anything on the schedule that really is like it with, like, these banking ovals. and yeah. Banking ovals, sorry, banking turns. And just, like, these <laughs> crazy winding, like, um, S's going on. And it's a mm-hmm. really interesting track. I was very interested to see how it would work out. Probably was gonna be terrible racing, but honestly, um, you know it's still all good. I did, F1 they are pushing back their new car for next year, right? It's not gonna be next year now. Yeah, it's like NASCAR. It's 2022. Yeah, that's fine. I'm 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 down for it as long. I mean, hey, now pink Mercedes is gonna have two seasons to really show out. Exactly. Um, let's let's go, Esteban Oak. Mexico <laughs> right has Mexico confirmed its race date, so that'll be in November. I'd expect the good. U.S. to. To still have their race at Circuit of the Americas. Also um, good. Street racers are a little bit in jeopardy. Like, I don't know about yeah. Singapore or Baku. Vietnam's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that, I guess that is technically a street race. Or at least it's part te- of it. It's street. I don't know. It's There's like It's like half a it street up. race. Yeah, yeah, it's like they specifically designed part of it for, like, um, the street and, and part of it for, like, just a, a road course. So it's interesting how they did it. Uh, yeah, Singapore, Baku. I'm trying to think of the other street courses off the top of my head. Monaco. Um, uh, what? What? I feel like there's a fourth, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Is Russia? Russia is technically 
but it was also built around the Olympic complex. So oh, okay. I, I mean, yes and no. Yes and I no. I guess okay. yes. So yeah. I mean, I don't know if Russia is going to happen. They they don't really seem like reporting numbers. So I, mean, I don't know. Um, so yeah, sixteen to eighteen races for F one, um, which from that's, a fan perspective, great news makes great it news kind of nice because usually those last three races of the season are like boring because there's no championship Lewis fight no that like honestly let's say let's say they go to hungary or not hungary austria which is not a mercedes track lewis hamilton has issues in both of them and verstappen wins both of them like that's such a huge gap he's gonna have mm-hmm. to crawl up from so we'll we'll see how that plays out I'd like to point out that a lot of these tracks are also good as um, Alexander Albon tracks. Just saying, this is might true. See, might see a first-time winner. I know Albon for sure champion. we'll see a first-time winner next year with Carlos Sainz. I have a feeling that Ferrari's going to make a bounce back, and uh, that'd be awesome. That would be pretty awesome, uh, you know. And also, this is Vettel's last dance with Ferrari, so we might see him go off trying to like if he does want to continue racing after this season. I wouldn't be surprised if Vettel is just like you know, hey, by the way, I'm still really good. So, uh, someone sign me, please. Uh, Shouts out Mercedes. Get rid of your uh, Botas. <laughs> we'll see how that all plays out. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. I'm really happy to get Formula One back. Um, especially then we'll get season three of Drive to Survive. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's another good news. Um, and we got IndyCar this weekend. Uh, any bold predictions? Um, I mean Scott Dexon is good. Um, yeah, well, if he doesn't drive to Colton Herna, I I'm not sure who. I mean, I we mean, haven't even I, I, we haven't I'm seen gonna, the arrow. It's yeah. going to be the first race with that new arrow kit. Yes, um, that's true. Um, or not I'm arrow not, kit, but arrow screen. Scott so McLaughlin's not in this race, is he? No, that's a shame. He is. He's going to be fun to watch this year when he does get to race. I'm predicting Santino Ferrucci is probably going to do some dumb shit. That would be a very bold prediction of you to say. Yes, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how uh, that all plays out. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm. I'm gonna just say right now, it's either gonna be Rossi or um, Colton Herta. I, I mean, obviously, New Garden's a beast there, but I wanna. I wanna see Rossi get a little more aggressive this year and try and try and take it side by side and, and get the win. Um, you know, Rossi's so damn good at what he does. So we'll see. Damn, I didn't know Elio Castroneves has the most wins of that track. He has four. Damn. Yeah, pretty soon New Garden will we'll hop on that. All right, anything else? I think that's about it. All right, I want to give a Alex, quick shout-out to... Uh, oh, what's up? I said, Alex, you got anything else? No, I ain't got nothing. All right. Alex, Alex, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a hot bit yeah, since we've had you on the podcast. So, uh, well, glad to be here. Thanks for doing yeah, we'll, it during the day. Yeah, we'll try recording during the day at more points in, in the season, try and get you on the podcast a little more Oh, man, happy to have the, the crew back together. Yes. So, uh, just want to give a quick shout out to Stadium Scene TV for uh, partnering up with us this season. You know, if you guys don't know who Stadium Scene TV is by now, I don't know what to tell you. They are tops of the game. We're trying to get um, smaller podcasts, more exposure. Our podcast has grown exponentially because of Stadium Scene TV. They have a wonderful lineup of podcasts from around the sports world from all the way over in Europe with soccer to the Americas with apparently rugby is, is, is popular over here in some of the States. So that's really cool to see. There's podcasts for everyone. I actually saw one about uh, lacrosse in America and that's one I might honestly look into because without um, stick and ball sports, I don't know what I'm going to do without, it's just NASCAR and, and IndyCar at the moment. So, you know, I'm waiting for some, some ball sports. So if you guys are looking for something to check out, go on to Stadium Scene TV. Find your new favorite podcast there and join their MVP network if you're a producer. Get in touch with thousands of new listeners at stadiumscene.tv. All right. Um, I guess we'll be back next week for a doubleheader of Martinsville and Home Picks. Yeah. Um, we got. It's a shame that they have to do the potential fans back at Homestead only because week like weeknight Wednesday night Martinsville racing is happening next mm-hmm. week but um you know I I would hope that maybe NASCAR sees it is like okay we're gonna we're gonna make um the fall race also a night race why not sure that would be that would be <laughs> awesome sure um but yeah until next week I have been Anthony and I have been Kevin and I have been Alex and we'll see you guys next week love you guys bye
Later. Yee. Oh, in the dark.